Welcome to episode one of Real Time with Rachel. I am Rachel Podolsky. I reside in Bellevue, Washington, and I am a realtor and an overall super fun mom, friend, coworker, sometimes girlfriend, ex-wife, you name it, we do it. And we're going to talk about all of those things on Real Time with Rachel. The idea is to talk about what's going on in real time. Sometimes we're going to talk about real estate and sometimes we're going to talk about whatever is going on in my life because I'm sure you're riveted. And today we're talking about empty nesting because that is probably one of the biggest things that is going on right now in my life. And I have invited my gal pal, Taylor Seideman, to join me today from Dallas, Texas. Hello, my friend. Hi, guys. I'm happy to be here. I am so happy you are here. When I was thinking, like, who is like my numero uno gal pal that empty nests along right, right alongside me? It is you, my friend. Yes, here in Dallas, Texas. This yes. This is where I am empty nesting. So it's, and it's a pretty nice empty nest that you have. Well, thank you. I like my empty nest. I actually think I might call it the nest. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I have had the privilege, of course, of dropping my daughter off at Southern Methodist University, which is a couple miles from Taylor's Nest. And so we have had the great opportunity to, to spend some time together recently, more than usual, um, I'm just going to take a second to tell our audience that you're one of my oldest friends. We met in 1989 at the University of Arizona, and we are sorority sisters, and we have had a very long and storied friendship, which I am very thankful for. I am thankful <laughs> for as well. And um, I have been to all of your things, all the baby showers, all the stuff, and um it's just been fun to watch you go through life and all the ups and downs. It seems like every time you have like a down, I'm like, oh, I'm having a down too. And then you have it up and I'm like, I'm having it up too. And then we just kind of seem to be on the roller coaster together, which is kind of a nice thing. So um, now we're on the up again. Yeah. (laughs) Trying new things. Trying new things. So let's talk about empty nesting. But before we start, I just want you to talk about a little bit about what you do in Dallas and who are the people in your neighborhood? Who makes up your nest when they're all around? Thanks. Great question. Um, Well, I have two little birds in my nest. One is a sophomore in college at Chapman. Um, She is thriving, living her best life. And then I have another little bird that has graduated from GW and now works for a company called Lingua Franca in New York. And I could not be more proud of my girls. And um, that's them here in this nest who are not here with me. So empty nesting. And um, my parents live in Dallas, which is very nice. Yes, I have a brother, a sister-in-law, and a nephew and nieces. I have lots of best friends. Um, So I feel like I have a lot of family, which I feel very lucky about. And then what I do for a living is I actually get to teach yoga to kids, yoga and mindfulness, which is my passion. And I get to help change little 
little lives one day at a time. You have been super committed to building your business and I have loved watching every step of it. What started as a way for you to just kind of ease your mind really turned into, you know, your livelihood. And I think anybody that knows you would say like, bravo, you have done, you know, something that's almost impossible to do, which is like to turn like, you know, a passion really into like, it's a real business. business. It's I mean, really, it's, really incredible. Everybody knows awesome. who you are Never in Dallas. For people to follow their heart, especially if you believe in what you do, just keep doing it. I mean, I've yes. had my business for 15 years and there has not been a day that I have not been over the top thrilled that I've tried and continued on this yes. journey. Yes. I will say before we started this uh, podcast, I said to Taylor, so what you know, I don't know how this is going to go. We'll see. And she said, all you have to do is, and I said, talk, because I thought all I had to do was talk. And she said, no, all you have to do is try. <laughs> this is a perfect indication, really, of who you are Yeah, we just from the very try. inside core. Yes. So, you know, literally core. Um, <laughs> anybody who knows me knows I do not do yoga. I cannot touch my toes to save my life. You know, I've walked out of many a yoga class with you before. But I'll get there. I'll try. It's right. All you have to do is try. Just keep trying. <laughs> All we want to do is try. I want to ask you, um, before we talk about like living alone, you have an ex-husband and so do I. And I love your ex-husband and so do you. And <laughs> I love my ex-husband and so do you. Yes, And exactly. that's another thing that we have in common. And I will say that when uh, Matt and I got divorced, um, I tried to really model my divorce after you and H because you guys just did such a beautiful job. And um, everyone... Because you kind of got divorced before, like the curve of, of divorces really started to happen, and I just could not believe the beautiful. You did it way before Gwyneth, don't you think? I mean, <laughs> thank you. She's so conscious uncoupling from you. Thank you, thank you. I like right. You. Yes, I feel like I mean, that. Screw you know her. What does she know? Was like, oh yes, I've already been doing that. <laughs> like, did you buy the handbook from me, Gwyneth? Exactly. <laughs> but it really was true. I was like, uh-uh, I'm doing it that way, and I think I did. You know, for the most part, we all have our moments, but you know, I really do adore Matt for many of his wonderful qualities, most of which are around the fact that he gave me. Well, I gave him to him. He gave him to me too. I guess three beautiful kids. And that was the most important thing. And you have always put your children at the very top of mind in everything that you do. And your ex-husband had the same goals and you guys just did beautifully. And the result has been for all five of our kids thriving. Yeah, I really do. I feel like Harris and I did a really, I mean, he participated just as much. Yes. You know, I mean, yes. we did it together for sure. And we knew that the kids came first. They were yeah. the, that's what was first, what we were going to do for them. And both of our children, although two girls, they were also very different. They went to different schools. They had different outlets and what they wanted to do. And we wanted to support them in what they wanted to do. So it really took us, I mean, I can't imagine if we didn't do it together. I mean, yes. And I couldn't either because you really did set the bar for so many people, um, just the way that you did it, it shows that it can definitely be done that way. And then when it gets time for them to leave, 
you know, you know, you did it together. You weren't alone on that journey. However, now we're both empty nested. And I, I mean, this was at the end of my list, but it's kind of like we're segueing right into it a little bit. I have to say that one of the biggest losses that I'm really feeling right now is the loss of Matt because, you know, I live in one place, he lives in another, and I don't really need to call him anymore to be like, hey, could you go take Lily's uh, cleats to her at the high school? You know, I have no reason really to call him. And I miss that little stinker. And he's busy. He has a really beautiful lady friend and he's doing his thing and he doesn't need to talk to me as often anymore. Does he check in with me? Yes. He even FaceTimed me the other day, which was nice, but I miss him. And I, I am mourning a little bit the loss of that kind of partnership. Not that it's ever ending. Like our, we're always going to have these children, but obviously when they're not here and needing things on a day-to-day basis, you know, it's really like a different situation all around. And I think that it's it's something to kind of examine. And I have been examining it with my therapist because when I sat down and really, you know, started thinking about what are the things that are really affecting me right now, that was the top of the list. Have you felt like that at all with Harrison? Well, it's interesting that you say that because so... You're you're empty nesting right now. This is your first year. Like yes. Lily's just we're six weeks in. Like Lily probably probably still wants to come home a lot. Yes. Yes. She was just here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm homesick and that, you know. So I'm actually the second year into the empty nesting. So the first year when Hayden went, there was a lot of like talking on the phone and she missed me and you know, trying to go through that. Like yeah. just want making sure she was okay. And then what I did for myself, which I'm very happy is I signed up for my 300 hour. So now I'm a 500 hour, but I went back to school. So I would have things to do with my weekends. Yeah. So I did that last year. And so this year, it's the second year of Hayden being at school and Avery being a grown up. And um, now I'm feeling it because she's- That's why I never heard from you last year. Um, Yeah, but now they're both living their lives, both of them. And I'm, it's, it's a lot quieter. Yeah. I I obviously also own a business and that keeps me very busy, but um, I don't really have, you know, people are like, well, what hobbies do you have? And I'm like, um... Well, work is kind of a hobby for me. No, no, that's where I'm like, well, I really like my job. So it's a hobby. They're like, no, like, do you play tennis? You bike ride? You know, what do you do? And I'm like, shit, I don't know. Nothing really. I mean, hang out with my friends. Yeah, I like to hang out with my friends. I mean, we love that. I don't, I love, I love my friends, but I don't really have a lot of friends. I I beg to differ. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's because I'm you know, I mean empty nesting's different for different people. Well, I yes, think. and you are a self-professed homebody. Yes. And I think when I was with you a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fact that you're turning into a little bit of like a hippie chick, which is so cute. I love it. I think that's what one of your hobbies right now is. You're turning into like a free flowing, you know, just I like. Totally, well, I definitely like to um, curate my house. That's yeah. what oh. I love to do. I feel like I live in a 
like a yoga studio. Yes. I feel like your house is a yoga studio too. I, I absolutely love your house. And I moved into my place in January and kind of in preparation for Lily leaving, I was like, this is my place. And yes, definitely. I feel the same. So next question is this, it's on my list. What is the thing in your house that makes you feel like whatever, whenever it is like, yeah, like this is my house. This is my space. It's all me. Um, is there something in my house that makes Or like a feeling you get when you go into a certain room or something like that. You know what? I got to just be honest. First of all, I think I say it every day. I love my house, number one. And I know every morning, it must be this is when I feel so much gratitude is when I go in the morning and I turn on my coffee. Yes. And I'm in my house and I'm like, I'm having coffee in my house and it's yes. just quiet and it's peaceful and it's nice. And, and that's when you check and you're like, I've done good things. My daughter is this yes. daughter. You're like, hello, nobody <laughs> answers. Right. And you're like, it's like, okay. if you, I don't know if you feel like this too. It's, it's kind of nice too, that we have space in our life because for so long there was no space. Correct. And especially I mean, when you're single parenting, even though you have, you know, a nice ex partner, they're, they're not around all the time. So there's yeah, a lot of time where you're doing funny. both roles. Yes. All the roles, all the time. And even though, I don't know, just as the mom, the mom is different than the dad. Yes, for sure. For sure. The mom like just keeps everything going in motion. Yeah. I agree with you. It's true. Yeah. So just that slowdown, the hitting the Nespresso in the morning and just being like, I, my, my moment is almost exactly the same actually. I wake up and I have like a very long haul to um, to my kitchen and then it opens up and um, on a clear day, you can see Mount Rainier. And when I'm walking down that hall and I see the mountain, if she's out and the sun is coming up and it's bouncing off all the buildings because they live in downtown Bellevue, I'm going to get my coffee. I'm like, I put the kettle on for my Americano and I just go and stand at the window and I'm like, yeah. What's the song that's playing in your head? It's a beautiful morning. Okay, okay. Sorry to any listener, especially our producer, Lee, who just had to hear that. I'm sorry. I'm picturing that song while you're looking at the window (laughs) from um, Working Girl. (laughs) I can't... Do you know what... I'm not going to say Nine to five? That song? Oh, Working Girl. That's a different thing. Working Girl with Melanie Griffith? Oh. And Harrison Ford? No, you got me. You stomped me. Anybody watching, listening, drop a comment below and let us know what the hell the name of the song is, please. We'd love to know. Oh, it's awesome. Um, It's a beautiful song. And maybe you'll think of it by the end of this interview. (laughs) But that is a great feeling. And I, you know, and Lily's room is kind of right across from the kitchen and I, the door's open and she's got that view and the, you know, her room is, you know, her bed's made, everything's there. And I'm like, I know she's coming back, you know, but it's kind of like, you see that and you're just like, yep, here I am. And not rushing, not rushing to go somewhere. Not rushing to go anyplace. I don't have to work out before I make her lunch or, you know, whatever it is, I can work out whenever I can do my thing, go take the dog out, not take the dog out, whatever. You don't have to go to the grocery store because somebody needs something. Let's it's talk good. about that. Yeah. I have stopped going to the grocery store almost completely. 
Like I, when I go in, I live on the 19th floor of a building. So first of all, I take like one bag and that's it. And when I go to the grocery store, I buy like two Honeycrisp apples, whatever berries still available, maybe some lettuce, a hunk of cheese, and like two things of like sushi. And I leave. What do you do with the lettuce? What are you doing with the lettuce? Oh, I make a salad. But what do you put in the salad? Well, the vegetables that I still already have. Like I'll replenish vegetables little by little. Like if I'm out of carrots, I'll get carrots. If I need more radishes, I'll get radishes. That's all. So you're good about cooking for yourself. No, that's not cooking. Making a little salad is cooking. Well, that's just chopping. And that's like a lunchtime item. So yeah, I'll eat. I do make myself lunch every day, of course. But then dinner comes around and I'm like glass of champagne and and an apple. Maybe that's a lot of sugar. Maybe I shouldn't do both. (laughs) No apple. (laughs) So what do you eat for dinner? Oh, I'm not good. I'm not great. If I'll go to Trader Joe's sometimes and buy like a meal that you can just put in the microwave, a meal done or, um, I don't know. I just one of those bags of M&Ms that you have up in the cupboard. Well, I don't eat the M&Ms. I eat a lot of tortillas. I eat tortillas. I like to eat a lot of beans, a lot of bean and cheese tortillas or tortilla with chicken or tia, tortilla with lettuce sometimes. Anything with a tortilla. If it ends with an ia, I'm eating it. Yeah. <laughs> what about, have you thought, so I was, I was uh, thinking about this the other day. I was like washing my hair and I was like, I should get some, like just some d- meals delivered. Like maybe that would make me eat more like normal food, not an apple and a glass of champagne. Um, but then I'm like, oh, then I have to eat them. Have you know. ever done that? Yeah, I no, no, no. I've never done the the meals. I just try. I don't know. And now that I am, I, I kind of if I need want to go to the store, then I just go to the store. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's hard to stop at the store, but sometimes I'm just like, eh. And sometimes I don't know what I want. So do you ever DoorDash? No, I don't DoorDash. A lot of people do. I don't DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, how many days a week? This is, I had this on my list to talk about. So my schedule now is, what did I write here? Um, Freedom to move about the cabin is what I wrote. So I am having this now, this like freedom to do whatever the heck I want to do. And I'm like, don't have to check in with Lily and be like, hey, do you mind if I go on a date tonight? And she's like, mom, below deck is on. How could you go on a date? You know, or whatever. I'm just like, hey, I'm going out tonight. Or I'm just going to meet the girls for happy hour or whatever it is. How often are you out and about during the week? Ooh, I like to go out, but not late. That's the thing. I wouldn't mind going out. Yeah, out you're a granny. Uh-huh. But- I like to be home. I like to be in the bed by nine. Well, you have a bed thing. You love your bed. I do love my bed. But like, if it's outside and I'm done, I like to be with people or go out and do something or sit on a patio and have a drink. Yeah. Um, that's my, I will say that's my hardest time. It's like the five yep. to 7.30 stinks. Yes, I agree. It does. Um, oh, well, I, I do have a hobby. I have a hobby. Let me interject. I have been doing this diamond painting. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. It's like this, um, it's, it's like a picture with these little dots on it. It's like color by numbers, but they're these little tiny sparkly dots. And you use a pen like this 
And it you can dip it into some um, wax. It's just like a hard wax. You know, you get it kind of in there and then you just dot drop. Oh, sorry for the microphone. Dot drop. Take the dot, drop it. And it's like by numbers and you make a, you make a picture. And it sounds, maybe it doesn't sound fun, but it's actually, it's really good for your mind and it's mindless. So you could listen to a podcast. You could, you know, just do whatever. Sometimes I just like eat my dinner and like do that. And um, it kind of fills that 5 to 7.30 time, which is really nice because sometimes what are you going to do in that time? I mean, you can't drink champagne for two hours by yourself. Yes. It's like the mandala. Yes. I color sometimes. I do arts. I do a lot of arts and crafts here. There's a lot of DIY. Remember when I was at your house a couple of weeks ago and I was like, who did that painting? I love it. What gallery did you get that at? And you were like, oh, I did that during COVID. I thought it was like... A massive painting from like some fancy artist. I know it was me, me and my DIY. I mean, this is what I do. I try to get some sort of project and I work on things and that makes me happy. Yeah. That's one thing that I do. One thing I would love to hear from like our listeners and I hope that they'll comment is like, what do you do when you're like 51, 52, 50 and you kind of have this time? You can't go out every night. Um, and you, I don't, I mean, I don't want to go out every night, but that time can get like where you're just like kind of, I, I mean, this sounds pathetic, but you're kind of like waiting to go to bed almost, you it know, because me. it's like, it is. that's what it is. It's like, wait, like only two more hours until I can like safely get in my bed. Like go right? back to the back of the house and be like, okay, I can, come in. I you know. can do it. Yeah. It's like, it's a real thing. You don't want to like retire too early and then I'm up in the middle of the night watching the freaking Kardashians on Hulu for God's sake I mean that's not a good use of my time I'd rather be sleeping yeah so it's like what's that what's that special hour that you can safely retire but um okay so art projects people say well I I would too and I hope that they will say because uh you know inquiring minds want to know right (laughs) it's it's true I mean my friends are playing a lot of pickleball lately. Um, I have not had time for that, but I would like to. It's about to start raining here for the next six months, so maybe in the spring that'll happen. Do I know a lot of people play tennis in Dallas? Um, a lot of our mutual friends are big tennis players. Is there pickleball too? Pickleball too, yeah. They're, yeah. They're I think it's them. maybe like an old person. It's like easier to do it, right? So as we're getting older, it's yeah, not yeah, quite as demanding as tennis. Not as hard on your body. Yeah. yeah. And it's super fun too. So yeah. maybe we'll do that. That would be nice. Yeah, but probably not. <laughs> maybe we could. We all we could, right? We all well, we always could. We all, one thing I'm thinking about really is trying to do is uh I mean this is gonna sound pathetic, but most people who follow me know this already, is ride a bike. I know how to ride a bike. Um And I'm sure you've heard the story, and maybe you haven't, of when I was a child, when I was six, I fell off my bike. Anybody who knows me is rolling their eyes right now because the story's been told so many times. But I fell off my bike. I went over the handlebars. I hit a rock. And my mom made me get back on the bike. And I was, like, broken. And I will never forget how, like, broken I was. And I rode bikes, again, in my childhood, no problem. But as I got older and had my own kids... Uh, my fear of the bike came back and I've been asked a few times, like, uh, like on a date, like, Hey, like we can go like on a bike ride. And I was like, 
do I admit that I don't do bikes? Or do I get on the bike and perhaps fall and break my neck? Or maybe during my downtime, I go to a parking lot and like ride around on a bike. Maybe that would be a good idea. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it's like one of those things. It's like, that's a fun activity. And I, I live in that. Seattle. I mean, you can do that all day here. I would like to, that's one of the things, especially my, where I live now, I'd like to have a bike. That's yeah, my- oh, your neighborhood is so cute for biking. Yeah, I'd like to bike. All right, why don't we make a plan, a goal together as Empty Nest, the Empty Nesters Club, and we'll put biking on the list of activities. Oh, I like that, biking. That would be good. Yeah, okay. All right, good. I like that. Okay, we talked about filling our time. We talked about dinner. We talked about roaming the cabin. Do you feel like your um, lifestyle in general has changed since, you know, well, I mean, we could start with Avery leaving, but she's, you know, I know she's been gone now for four plus years, but has your lifestyle changed at all? Um, And that could be anything just from like the things you like to do or things that interest you. Are you doing more traveling? Are you doing more shopping? Like, have things changed for you in the last four four years or so? I think I've been able to spend more time concentrating on my business. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And I think I've taught more and picked up more afternoon classes because I wasn't picking up carpools and things like that. So that definitely had changed that yeah. I had more time to put into that. Okay. That makes That's sense. Cool. It's like just having more time in general, just to do that. I also noticed for myself being Jewish is that I go to services more just by myself. That would make me feel bad. You do? <laughs> all the time. No, not all the time, but definitely I, if I really don't have anything to do on like a Friday night and I know like everybody else has who have kids have homecoming or. Okay. This sounds like a bunch of bullshit. You are going to see if there are any single men. No, there are not. Rock Shabbat. There is not. (laughs) Because I think it's nice. It's one hour. You sit there. It feels good. Yeah. I like, I like going to temple too. I never do it. I, and then I, I usually find somebody there that I could go to dinner with afterwards or not necessarily a man, just like a friend, another <laughs> I know teacher. What you mean. I yeah. mean, I work there too. Because you work so at the temple, right? That's, work the temple, so yeah. it feels comfortable to me. Yeah. Yeah. But That's not cute. You. I love that. I mean, uh, maybe when I'm in Dallas, I'll go with you one night. I, I like to go yeah. to temple too, but I cannot imagine like rolling up to synagogue on a Friday night and being like, hey, I'm here, you know, but maybe I would. I don't know. Um, I think it's what you feel comfortable with, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. One thing I am doing that I feel I would never do that I'm doing just on the same, uh, on the same plane, but totally different is I have been going out to dinner by myself sometimes. Um, You haven't done that before? Not, I never had a problem with it, but like, I would say, and if, you know, any of my friends are listening, they would agree. Like, I'll be like, hey, do you want to? And now I'm like, I want to go, you know, sit at my favorite restaurant, you know, Carmine's. And I'll just sit at, I'll just call and be like, is there a space at the bar? Sure. And then I'll just go and sit there. And sometimes I have a book if it's early. And otherwise, times I just like play on my phone or talk to the bartender or whatever. But I do sometimes go and eat by myself now. That is not something that I used to do. But 
Um, I, I will tell you, I learned how to do that right after I got divorced from Harrison. Wow, really? Things. I went to the Mercury one night. He had the kids. And then all my friends were married, right? right. No one was going out to dinner with me on a Tuesday night when I didn't have the kids or whatever. And I was like, if I, I want to go out to dinner, <clears throat> I'm going to take myself out to dinner. Yeah, and that's a comfortable place. Like, it's a good restaurant. You go there all the time. It's comfortable. It's easy. Like, start had, with that. There was, a, I was at a bar. It wasn't yeah. far. There was TV. You could pretend you're watching a game. Yes, totally. Like, 100%. You know? Yeah. But yeah. But so I'm so happy because it is, it's free. Yes. It's, when you're like at home and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to, I want to go out to eat. That's what you do during 5 and 7.30 when you're like, okay, I really want to go to bed, but, you know, I'm hungry too. And you're out of apples, right? You're like, okay. And I think, you know, it's a good skill for um, any women watching this right now, you know, you got to be independent. And so if you're empty nested with, with a husband, with a wife, whoever, or you're by yourself, it's very important to be able to, you know, pick up your bag and go out the door and not worry about it. And I, I think men do it more than women. Um, but I think, yeah, eat alone. But I also think that there's, I know plenty of men who would, would, would never do that. Like, you know, I'll use my dad as an example. Um, Obviously, he's an 80-year-old man, but my mom just died last year, and um, he started, you know, he always goes to Corky and Lenny's for breakfast every single day, but then it started to be dinner time, and the man does not know, you know, this is a man who dropped his phone in the toilet, and my mother said, go put it in some rice, and he went to the fridge and took out cooked rice and put the phone in the rice, so... (laughs) The man's not making himself dinner, right? So he had to do something. So he did. He he started going out to dinner. So what we would do is we would make a date where we would both go out to dinner by ourselves. And then we would just talk on the phone <laughs> or text. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cute. So that's a great way to kind of ease into it too. But I think, you know, part of that freeing feeling of having, you know, having your kids leave, leave the nest is also like, you know, getting the, the gumption to kind of do things that you're not used to doing. Because, you know, when you have your kids, you can always be like, let's go to dinner together. You want to go to the mall? We want to do that. Now you're kind of like, you have to, you know, make nice with yourself. You do. You have to enjoy yourself. People yes. really yeah, You do. You have to like yourself a little bit because you spend a lot of time by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't work all the time. Like, I know you work a ton and I also work like, you know, I have no boundaries when it comes to my job. I will take a call any time of day. And there's a million chats, you know, on Instagram. Brokers are always saying like, do you set boundaries? Do you put your do not disturb on it? Like, I don't do any of those things. I'm like, free for all, you can call me at three in the morning and be like, hello, Rachel Podolsky. This you know? Rachel is awesome at what she does. This is why people want Rachel. <laughs> right? Thanks for the plug. I mean, it's it's true though. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you need to like, Enjoy yourself. And when you're not doing what you enjoy doing, you have to just be able to be with yourself. And that's been a really hard thing for me. And I, I, I don't think I have the hang of it yet. Obviously, Lily just left in August and it's only like the end of October. But it's been interesting to kind of start to get that vibe going where I'm just like, what am I doing? You know? It's kind of like an opportunity to reinvent ourselves also. Oh, my God. I would say, and you would be a good corroborator of this story, that I have reinvented myself 
um, just as you have, I would, I would say you completely reinvented yourself. I mean, we are two women that really have taken the bull by the horns and, you know, change the story. Truly. It's, it's hard to do, but it It can be done. It can't be done. And successfully. And we can look good doing it. Yes. Yes. Did I I mention how great your hair looks today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to say it. It's not bad. Not bad. This was a big deal that I grew my hair out gray. That was a huge deal. Tell us about that because somebody watching who doesn't know you might be thinking, gosh, she's like got really gorgeous gray hair. I I mean, you and I are the same age. Yep. How many years has it been? Uh, I started growing my hair out in um, 2014. Yes. Yes, because I lived in Dallas then. So it's been and long. that it was, was something to see. Long. Yeah, it was something to see. It was a process. You saw it. It wasn't. Oh, pretty. I did. It was. It was something to see. It wasn't pretty, um, but it was something like I just got up every day and just kept doing it. You did. It you and like that's what I'm talking about. You just did not give a flying f about it. You were just like, I'm going for it, and that's what I'm doing. And you never, you never really strayed from that. No, but it always made me laugh of uh, conversations people would have with me or what people would say Did you see Taylor's hair? I'm trying not to look at her roots. Everybody was talking about my hair, first of all. People would stop me and then people would say things like, you're so brave. I'm like, I'm brave. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Have you ever, do you see there's a lot of women on Instagram who have started like their gray journey, like a page where they're like, look at me now, look at me now, look at me now. And then they look like you. And it's like, wow, that looks freaking amazing. And I don't, I wish I wanted to write about it when I started it, but I had so many other things going in my life that it was just part of who I was. I really just have tried to I mean, when I first started going gray, too, my kids were younger at that point, and they didn't want me to go gray. I'm sure they didn't. Because I think they thought I was going to look old. old. Yes. And I was like, I don't, it's just hair. No, I know. I love your attitude. I mean, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to dress the same way. I'm still going to be me. I'm going to be fun. I'm just going to have gray hair. But I kept saying, too, but this is, I think, what I'm supposed to be. Yes, I mean, I 100% agree with you. You, It's like, once you like had it grown out, I was like, oh. But again, I didn't know because all you have to do is try. Right. I mean. When my mom went gray, I was pissed. I will never forget. And I mean, you know, I'm pretty gray too, four weeks and I have to get my hair colored. And when she went gray, she, I don't know how old she was, probably in her late 50s. I was like, so mortified. I didn't want her to pick me up at school. I don't want anything. And then, no, I was like really mortified in her fifties. Yeah, I guess I was out of school. (laughs) I don't want her around though. (laughs) But you know what? She actually had really beautiful gray hair. And then as she got older, uh, it was like more like silver. And then she had a wig because she she had rheumatoid arthritis and she had um, like a lot of hair loss from one of her medicines. And then she had like 10 wigs and they were like perfect matches to her hair. And they're like the most gorgeous wigs you've ever seen. And you never would have known that they were wigs, but the color, that silver color, I have one. Maybe I'll wear it for one podcast one day. 
It's something. I know what I'm going to look like, an old Jewish grandmother when I go gray. Well, that's the thing. Maybe you won't go gray. I don't know. I'm not going to go gray today, that's for sure. Well, no, so, your hair looks awesome as well. I know. Thank you. I mean, thank you. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> All right. One more question, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, I just had Lily come home for fall break. Um, did Hayden come home yet since you, you sent her off? Has she been Hayden back? Hayden was home last weekend, although she stayed with Harrison. Okay. And Avery's coming home tonight and staying with me. Okay. So you'll let me know how you feel about this or because, well, Avery wasn't with you and, and she, since she stayed with Harrison. But when Lily was home, I, and I am so close with that girl. I just adore her. Everybody knows how much I love my Lillers. But when it was time for her to leave, I could not get to the curb fast enough with that car at the airport. I was like, your bathroom's a mess. Your room's a mess. There's dishes in the sink. Like, I love that everything, like if, if it's messy in any way in my house, it's because of me. I'm not messy, so nothing's ever out of place. And your house is very pristine too. Very pristine. This is a woman who gives you like a, a pretty doily napkin and like a teaspoon just with a cup of coffee. So I know how you are too. So a hostess. Did you, you are an amazing hostess. Amazing hostess. The best in all the land. Do you feel, you might not feel like this. Maybe you love your kids more than me, but I was ready to get rid of her. And I was sad, of course, when she left, but like I was actually, it was like one of the first times since since I got her out the door that I was like, oh, maybe I don't mind this empty nesting thing so so much. Have you ever felt like that? Well, I'll be honest. When Avery came home for COVID, when that happened and she came home and she's in college, it was like the longest spring break ever. When she went back, it was time for her to go back. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, for all of us, and she shouldn't have been at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But at that point, she was supposed to be in college. Right. And so I don't know if it's the age thing or just like the maturity or once they live on their own, you know, once they get a taste of that, just like we do, right? They get a taste of it and they're like, I don't want to live under the thumb of my mom again. Whatever it was, there was, we had a weird vibe going where she was just like doing whatever she was. I, and then she got back to school and she's like, I miss you so much. Oh, mommy, I miss you so much. When can you, when can you come see me? I'm like, girl, I'm in the bathtub. Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, it was a nice weekend. I'll see you oh my God. See you at Thanksgiving. Yes. So... Am I forgetting to talk about anything super important? I just wanted to like talk, just hear from somebody else about empty nesting, how it feels, you know. As I a- think it does. I think it, it's such a good, it's such a good topic. I like to talk about it with other people too, because I do feel like my empty nesting is a little different from other people because I, I live alone. Yes. And my friends who are empty nesting, I feel like they have like a partner in crime. Yes. It's and a lot so different. It's a lot different. And um, so I just think, I just think it's interesting. You know, it I've is. people and I've raised my kids with them in all these years and all this stuff. And then, um, you know, I feel like it's sometimes I just feel like I did it alone. So do you feel 
kind of forgotten now that um, by some, you know, you said, oh, I don't have any friends. You and I have kind of talked about this already a little bit, you know, when I was visiting you a couple of weeks ago, but like, just like left out sometimes because like, if it's a couple and they're like, they're going out to dinner, they're doing, they're going away for the weekend or whatever. It's the high holidays. And all of a sudden they're like, who's Taylor? Who's Rachel? You know, like I don't get invited anymore. I mean, I have a large group of friends who are all married. It's one little posse that are all married. And I only get invited once in a while to Passover and um, a birthday lunch. Well, I, I've, I feel lucky. I have some, like a handful of best, best friends who take me in all the time, like more than their share, you know, because I think that there's other people who just don't, they're not, they were never divorced or, um, they were never alone yeah. and they don't, and they don't know. And I also, you know, I don't love walking around going, Hey, did you forget about me? Hey. Well, that's it. I feel like sometimes my friends are like, God, you're so needy. Like, yes. I mean, I've been told I'm needy before. Cause I'm like asking for, to be included, you know, and then or just think about me or just send a text. Just or say, just, Hey, how are you doing? How, how are you today? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, having all, nobody at home, really living by yourself. And it's no secret that, you know, I had a, a long-term relationship that ended abruptly last year. You know, hello. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, and that's the thing too, but right. We are us and we are learning to love ourselves yes, and, yes. Um, and experience it this way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we could go on forever on this topic, right? And I hope the people who are watching and listening will like give some comments, let us know what you're thinking because it would be interesting to continue the conversation. I'm sure people have all kinds of ideas for us about things that we could be doing or, you know, I am going to Milan by myself. And I know that's impressive. I'm that's impressed. kind of a big deal for me. I never thought I would really. I used to suffer from some pretty bad anxiety. And so, um, and I really don't anymore like I used to. And yeah, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to see Nate in Milan and then I'm taking him to Paris. And that's the other part of like owning your own business and, and having your own funds and doing all your own things. Is that I don't have to check with anybody. It, you know, I didn't have to call Matt and be like, hey, is it okay if I go to Milan for, the, you know, I just called him and said, hey, it's on your that's calendar. I'm going to be out of town. Can you watch my dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just doing some of those things that we haven't had a chance to do before. Oh, I want to go spend a month in Dallas in January. Okay. Then I'm yeah, going to. Because you can. Because I can. Because I really can. So I'll see you in January. Yes, I will. And maybe what we'll do is we'll have a follow-up in person. Well, maybe we'll bike ride. Well, maybe our next, our next podcast together will be about bike riding. <laughs> Yes, we'll try it. We'll do it. We're going to do it. Okay. Well, comment below. Let us know how you feel about this conversation. Tell us if you enjoyed it. Would you like to see more of Taylor on the podcast? Anything you want to tell us, give us a little shout. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And we are going to talk about so many more things in the future. Some of them real estate, some of them just real. So thanks for joining us here on Real Time with Rachel. 